Hi friends, wishing you a good day. This is Shweta and welcome back to our 13th episode of our podcast of the book The Famous Five written by Enid Blyton. Chapter 13. Ellie is surprising. Ellie was not shy this time. She did not run away when Julian opened the door. She was still dressed in the same full clothes. but her face glowed and she certainly didn't look cold. "Hello, Ellie," said Julia. "Come along in. We are having dinner and there is plenty of for you." Her dog ran right up to the door and into the room. When he smelled the dinner there, Timmy looked the most surprised and gave a very small growl. "No, Tim, no. He is your guest," said George. "Remember your manners, please." The small dog wagged his tail vigorously. There, Timmy. He is telling you not to be afraid of him. He won't hurt you. And Annie, which made everyone laugh. Timmy wagged his tail vigorously too and the pair were friends at once. Ailey came in then, the lamb in her arms, case Timmy might object him. But Timmy didn't. He was very interested in the little creature and when Ellie sat him down and let him run about the room Timmy ran sniffing after him his tail was still wagging fast and he offered the untidy little girl some of the meat but she shook her head and pointed at the cheese Ellie like she said and looked on the delight as Annie cut her generous piece she sat down on the floor and to eat it The lamb came along and nipped at it too. It really was a dear little thing. Fanny Batch said the child and kissed his little nose. Batch is bells for little, isn't it? said Annie. She touched Ailey on the arm. Ailey Batch, she said, and the child smiled a sudden sweet smile at her. Where did you sleep last night, Ailey? asked George. Your mother was looking for you. but she was spoken too quickly and Ailey didn't understand George repeated her words slowly Ailey nodded in the hay she said down at the mugger farm Ailey listen who lives at the old tower said Julian speaking as slowly as clearly as he could many people said Ailey pointed to the cheese and to show she wanted another piece big men little men big too or big than him as she pointed at Timmy the others look at one another in surprise many men whatever were they doing at the altars and at the caretaker fellow said he was the one only there said george eli listen is there an old lady there asked julian slowly an old lady Ailey nodded her head. Yes, one old lady. I see her high up in the tower. Sometimes she does not see Ailey. Ailey hide. Where did you hide? asked Dick curiously. Ailey won't tell, will never tell, said the child, looking through the half-closed eyes at Dick as if she kept her secrets behind him. Did you see the old lady when you were in the fields? asked Julian. Ailey considered this and shook her head. "Well, where then?" asked Julian. "Look, you shall have some of the chocolate if you can tell me." He held the bar of the chocolate just one out of her and reached. She looked at it with bright eyes. Obviously, 
the chocolate was rare treat for her she reached out suddenly for it but julian was too quick for her no you tell me what i ask you he said then you shall have the chocolate ailey suddenly hit out with her hands and gave him a good punch in his chest he laughed and took both her small hands in the big one no ailey no i'm your friend do you hit your friend you do not hit a friend i know where you were where you saw the old lady said dick slightly ailey you were in the grounds in the garden how did you know ailey cried she dragged her hands out of the julian hands and leaped to her feet facing dick looking furious and frightened here don't get so upset said dick astonished how do you know demanded ailey again you haven't told anyone of course i have told no one said dick who had only just thought of the idea that very moment aha so you get into the grounds of the old towers do you how do you get in eli won't tell said the little girl and suddenly burst into tears annie put her arm round to comfort her but the child pushed it and roughly away hey day when there not me not eli poor day big dog bark woof woof like that and 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 so you went in to get die didn't you said dick good daily brave ailey the little girl rubbed her tears with a grubby hands and felt black steams down her cheeks she smiled at dick and nodded good ailey she repeated and took the little dog on her knee and hugged him poor die batch so she got into the grounds did she said julian in a low voice to dick i wonder how through the hedge perhaps ailey we want to see the old lady can we get through the hedge round the garden no said ailey shaking her head vigorously there's a fence a big high fence that bites everyone laughed at the idea of biting fence but george guessed what she meant an electric fence she said so that's what they have put round my word the place is like a fort locked gates fierce dog and electric fence how on earth did ailey get in then said dick ailey have you seen the old woman many times has she seen you ailey didn't understand that he had to ask his question again more simply the child nodded his head Ailey see her many times up high and one times she see Ailey she throw out papers little bites out of the window Ailey did you pick up them said Julian sitting up straight at once was there writing on them everyone waited for Ailey's answers she nodded her head yes writings like they do at school pen writings did you ask any of them asked Dick Ailey suddenly wore a hundred expressions. She shook her head and then she nodded it. Yes, Ailey, read them, she said. They say, good morning, Ailey. How are you, Ailey? Does the old woman know you then? Asked Dick, surprised. No, she doesn't know Ailey. Only Ailey's ma'am, said the child. She wrote on the papers, Ailey, you good girl. Ailey, you are very good. 
She is not telling the truth now, said Dick, noticing that the child would not look at them when she spoke. I wonder why? I think I know, said Annie. She took a piece of paper and wrote it on clearly, Good morning, Ailey, and then she saw it to the child. Read it, Ailey, she said. But Ailey couldn't. She had no idea what was written on the paper. She can't even read, said Annie. And she was ashamed, so she pretended she could. Never mind, Ailey. Listen, have you any of those bites of paper that the old woman dropped? Ailey left about in a few clothes, at last produced a piece of paper that looked as if it has been torn from the top of the page in a book. She gave it to Dick. All the four bent over it, reading what was written in there, in small, rather illegible writing. I won't help. I am a prisoner here, I, in my own my house. While terrible things going on, they have killed my son. Help me, help me. Bronwyn Thomas. Good gracious, said Julian, very startled. I say this is extraordinary, isn't it? Do you think we ought to show it to the police? Well, there is probably only one policeman shared between three or four of these little places, said Dick. And there's another thing. The old lady might be off her head. Do you know? What she says may not be true. How can we possibly find out if it is or not? said George. Dick turned to Ailey. Ailey, we want to see the old lady. We want to take her something nice to eat. She is all by herself. She is sad. Will you show us the way into the grounds? No, said Ailey, shaking her head vigorously. By the way, big dog there, dog with teeth like this. And she bared her own small white teeth and snailed, much to Timmy's astonishment. The children laughed. Well, we can't make her tell us, said Julian. And anyway, if we got into the grounds, the dog would be there. I don't fancy him, somehow. Ailey, show you the way into the house. Suddenly, the small girl, much everyone's astonishment, they all started at her. Into the house, said Dick, but you have to show us the way into the grounds first if we aren't to get in the house. No, said Ailey, shaking her head. Ailey, show you the way to the house. Ailey, do that. No big dog there. Just then, Timmy began to bark and someone came by the door, looking as if she passed. It was Ailey's mother, who had again been to take something to her shepherd husband. She was so Ailey sitting in the floor and gave an angry shout. Then, standing at the door, she poured out a long string of Wells words which the children didn't understand. In a great fright, Ailey ran straight to the cupboard, her dog and lamb with her. But it was not good. Her mother stormed into the hut and dragged Ailey out, shaking her well. Timmy growled, but Ailey's little dog was as frightened as she was. The lamb bleated pitifully at the children's arm. I am taking Ailey home, 
said angry mother glaring at the four children as if she thought they were responsible for the child's keeping away from the home i will scold her well and out went she bent holding the protesting child firmly by one arm the children could do nothing after all she was ailie's mother and the child really was like a monkey the way she wandered round the countryside you know i think we would better go down the farm and tell morgan what we know said julian making up his mind i really do if this thing is serious and if the old lady is really a prisoner i don't see how we can do the thing but morgan might be able to he would know the police for the one thing come on let's go down now we can stay at the farm for the night if it gets dark buck up let's go the straight way thank you for listening can see what happens next now we have finished our 13th episode of our podcast of the book the famous five written by enid blyton i will come with the next chapter soon till then this is shweta signing out thank you My dear friends this is Shweta wishing you all a great day and here we go to the 14th episode of our podcast of our book the famous five written by Enid Blyton chapter 14 Morgan is surprising too George did not particularly want to go down to the farm as she afraid of Timmy meeting the farm dogs again and being attacked Julian saw her doubtful face and understood. Would you like to stay here by yourself with Timmy? Josh, till we come back, he said. You should be all right with Tim. He will look after you. The only thing is, will you be scared if any more tremblings and shudderings and shimmerings come again tonight? I will stay with George, said Annie. It would really be best if you two boys went alone. I'm a bit tired and I don't think I could go as fast as do you want to go. Right, then Dick and I will go together and leave you two girls here with Timmy, said Julian. Come on Dick, if we hurry we might get back before here. Going dark. They set off together and went swiftly down the winding mountain path still white with snow. They were glad when at last they saw the farmhouse. A light was already in the kitchen and looked very welcoming. They went in the front door and made their way to the big kitchen where Mrs. Jones was washing up the sink. She turned in astonishment when they came in, stamping the snow from their shoes. Well now this is a surprise she said drying her hands in a towel is there something wrong where where are the girls they are up at the huts they are fine said julian you have come for something more to eat said mrs jones feeling certain this was the reason for their sudden visit 
no thank you we have got plenty said julian we just wondered if we could talk to your son morgan well we please we have got something to tell him something rather urgent well now what could be that said mrs jones all curiosity at once let me see yes morgan will be up at the big barn she pointed out to the window where a big and old barn stood outlined against the evening sky is there you will find my morgan will you be staying the night now you will like supper or a good supper well yes we should said julian suddenly realizing that they had missed out a tea altogether thanks awfully we will just go and find morgan they made their way out to the big old barn morgan's three dogs at once ran out when they heard strange footsteps and growled but they recognized the boys immediately and leaped round them barking giant like morgan came out to see what the dogs were barking about he was surprised to find the two boys there fondling the dogs hey he said questioningly anything wrong we think there is said julian may we tell you about it morgan took them into the almost dark barn he had been dragging it over when he went on his ranking as julian began his tale it's about the old towers said julian and morgan stopped his ranking at once but he went on again almost immediately listening without a word julian told him his story he told him about the rambling noises the shimmerings in the skies and dick had seen the shuddering that they had felt then about the old woman they had seen in the tower and how ailey told of the piece of the paper and shown to them which proved that old mrs thomas was prisoner in her own house for the first time morgan spoke and where is the paper he asked in his deep bass voice julian produced it and handed it over morgan lit a lamp to look at it for it was now practically dark he read it and put it into his pocket i would rather like it back said julian surprised unless you want it to show the police what do you think all about it and is there anything we can do i don't like to think of i will tell you what you are do said morgan you are to leave it to me morgan jones you are children you know nothing this matter is not for children i can tell you that you must go back to the hut and you must forget all you have heard and all you have seen and if ailey comes again you must bring her down here to me and i will talk to her his voice was so hard and determined that the two boys were startled and stopped but morgan said julian aren't you going to do anything about this go to the police or i have told you this is not a matter for children said morgan i will say no more you will go back to the hut and you will say nothing to anyone if you are not willing to do this you will go home tomorrow 
with that the giant of a man put his rake over his shoulder and left the two boys alone in the barn. What do you make of that? said Julian, very angry. Come on, we will go back to the hut. I am not going to the farm for supper. I don't feel as I though want to meet the rude door Morgan again in this evening. Feeling angry and disappointed, the boys made their way out to the barn towards the paths that led up to the hill. It was almost dark now and Julian felt his pocket for his torch. Blow! I didn't bring it with me, she said. Have you won? Dick. Dick didn't one either and as neither of them felt like making their way up the mountain side in the darkness, Julian decided to go back to the farm, slip up to his bedroom there and find the extra torch he had put in one of the drawers. Come along, he said to Dick, we will try and get in and out without seeing Morgan or old Mrs. Jones. They went quietly back to the farmhouse, keeping a lookout for Morgan. Julian slipped up the stone stairway to the bedroom and had been given a few nights before and rummaged the drawer for his torch. Good, there it was. He went downstairs again and bumped into the old Mrs. Jones at the bottom. She gave a little scream. Oh, it's you, Julian Batch. Now, what have you been telling my Morgan to put him into such a temper? Enough to turn the milk sore, his face is. Wait now while I get you some supper. Would you like to some pork and... Well, we have decided to go back to the hut. After all, said Julian, hoping that the kind old woman wouldn't be upset. The girls are alone, you know, and it's dark now. Oh, yes, yes, then you shall go back, said Mrs. Jones. Wait for a minute, you shall have some of new bread and some more pie. Wait now. The boys stood in the doorway waiting, hoping that Morgan would not come by. They suddenly heard him in a distance yelling at a dog in his loud, really fierce voice. Taking it out on the dogs, I suppose, said Julian to Dick. Gosh, I wouldn't like to come up against him if I was one of his men. Strong giant he is. He could take a dozen men if he wanted to or a score of dogs. Mrs. Jones came up with a net bag full of food. Here you are, said Mrs. Jones. Take care of those girls. You don't go near Morgan now. He is in a fine temper, my Morgan. He is not nice to hear. The two boys thoroughly agreed. Morgan was not nice to hear. They were glad when they were away up the path, outreach of this enormous voice. Well, that's that, said Julian. No help to be got from the quarter. And we were forbidden to do anything at all about the matter, as if we were kids. He kept telling us we are only children, said Dick, sounding disgust. I can't make it, too. Why was he so annoyed about it? Didn't he believe us? Oh, yes, he believed us, all right, said Julian. 
If you ask me, I think he knows much more than we are able to tell him. There's something, a some kind of racket going at the old towers, something peculiar and underhand, and the morgan is in it. That's why he shut up us and told us not to interfere and forget all about it. He is seen whatever going on. I'm sure of it. Tick whistled. My word. So that's why he was so angry. He thought we might be putting a spoke in his wheel. And of course, the last thing he would want us to do be the police. Well, whatever do we do next, Jew? I don't know. We will have to talk it over with the girl, said Julian, worried. This would crop up just we were all set for a jolly holiday. Julian, what do you think is going in the old towers? Asked Dick, puzzled. I mean, it isn't a only a question of locking up an old lady in a tower and selling off her goods and taking the money. It's all the other things too. the rumbling and shuddering and the strange mist well apparently those things have been going for some time said julian they may have nothing whatever to do with the morgan is mixed up in with is i'm sure to do with the robbing the old lady in fact those old tales may be very good way of keeping people away from the place In this country, places people are much afraid of strange happenings in the towns people are. It all sounds very convincing when you put it like that, said Dick, but somehow I don't feel convinced. I just can't help feeling there's something strange all about it, something we don't know. They fell silent after that, walking one behind the another. on the mountain path seeing a big black stones looming up and one after another in the light of julian's stone torch it seemed a long long way in the dark much longer than in the daylight but at last they saw the light in the window of the hut thank goodness they were both very hungry now and were glad that mrs jones had presented them with more food they could really tuck in timmy barked as soon as they came near and george let him out of the door she knew by his bark that it was boys coming back oh we are glad to come back instead of saying down at the farm cried annie what happened is morgan going to the police no said julian he was angry he told us not to interfere he told that a bit of paper with the message on and never gave it back to us we think he is mixed up with whatever is going on very well then said george at once we will take up the matter ourselves we will find out what's going on and most certainly we will get the poor old mrs thomas out of that tower i don't know how but we will do it won't we to me Thanks for listening. The mystery is going to open up soon and we can find out what happens next. And now we have finished our 14th episode of our podcast of the book The Famous Five written by Annie Plyton. I will come with the next chapter soon. Till then this is Shweta signing out. Thank you.